Welcome, everybody, to episode 120, whoa, 155 of the Talking Rob pa- ta- Can I try again? You can try again. <laughs> okay. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Rad podcast, episode 155. Skylar had a stroke, and so I decided to take over for the intro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It's one of those episodes. <laughs> Mountain Dew, baby. Um, yeah, so as you can see, Thane isn't here. Unless you don't have eyeballs because you're listening on Spotify. Uh, Thane is not here. He's at a family reunion. Zay is also working tonight. So you just get me, the stroke boy, and Cole, the Mountain Dew boy. When you're editing, by the way, you might position it differently. I wasn't sure how to do it with getting that stuff and in the, the TV shot. Too. But maybe you just don't. Maybe you just zoom in on both of us. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah, today today's going to be fun. <laughs> I actually did have something. I thought about this when I was at work today. Um, so you know how there's been a couple times when you've just been like, do you think I'm an idiot? Like, yeah. do you think I'm just dumb because I'll say something to you that's just yeah. like, come on, dumb, dumb, you can do it. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because... I think everybody in the world is dumber than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I have I have my reasons. And I'll give you one of them at work, for example. So, when I'm at work, I, I, I guess I could just give a little bit of backstory. Not backstory, but, like... Context. Context of my job. I'm the receiver at work, and I receive all of our products, and I st- uh, stock it onto the shelves. And before it goes to the shelves, I put it on, like, a cart that I wheel around the warehouse and put it from the cart to the shelves. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, as as I'm filling up the the cart, I don't really care if the pickers want to take stuff from it, if they need to to fulfill an order, because it doesn't really bother me. You know, it's not like the numbers changing right there matters. Yeah. But when I'm putting it away, the numbers changing do matter. And I want the pickers to tell me, hey, I need this so that I can change the number and not have a screw a screw up, you yeah, know, with the inventory specifically. With the inventory numbers, exactly, the quantities. And so I tell the pickers, if you see me moving the cart around with the piece of paper crossing things off and stuff, let me know before you pick from them. Because I I <laughs> I don't want to screw up the quantity the yeah. inventory because uh-huh. then somebody else has to deal with it. Our auditor has to fix that. And he already gives me enough crap as it is. I don't need more crap from it. Yeah. <laughs> um and so getting getting to where I was going with this is um, two things happen. Um, one, they ask me every single time, even if I'm not doing put away, hey, is it okay if I pick from this? And I'm just like, yes, of course. I'm not doing anything with it. You can pick from it. Like, I've told you, like, yes, you can. And then the other thing is they just don't care and pick anyway. <laughs> and I'm just like, <sighs> so either A – they don't care about their job enough, which I'm assuming that's got to be it. They just don't care about their job enough to even try to do a good job. Or B, they're dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that, that's got to like, – those are the only two things I can think of. And it hasn't happened very often recently because we've had pretty, like, frequent employees. But we started hiring again, and so I'm thinking I might start getting some of that in the near future. But what's funny is – um. One time I was I was doing put away, and one and the person that's still there, my buddy that I play games with, he was all like, "Oh hey, I'm picking this. I'm taking a couple of these," and I was just like, "Wow, you actually told me?" He's like, "Yeah, of course. You you told me to." I'm like, "I just I'd never <laughs> seen anybody ever <laughs> my, tell me my anything." My heart. My heart. And so I I really appreciated that, and it was nice because we had good people there for a while. So I'm nervous about new people coming in. You know, I have similar experiences with the work, my job specifically. So in in our building that we teach out of, we have, there's eight teaching rooms and they're all labeled with numbers. And usually our manager, she goes through and she assigns like, okay, since I have a drum student, Sky's going to be in this room for an hour and then the other teacher has drum students. So then I'm just going to flip flop with him. So I'll, he'll be in room three and then I'll be in room one. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes some teachers like it is total land of the law with, they look at the, this sheet that she prints off with 
the numbers of, of the lessons on there. Because what will happen is sometimes a teacher will like just they'll just go into a random room because there's not that many teachers there. Like there was one. This is what set me off. It, it didn't set me off. It was just like, really? Is all the rooms were open. It was me and this one other teacher teaching. And I was in her room, which was room one. But we have seven other rooms that are open. So she came in and said, hey, I'm assigned to this room. Can you move? And I was just like, wait, wait, wait. You say you were sad about you were mad at that. Just because there's all these different rooms because somebody like I'm pretty sure what happened is the half hour before somebody had my room. So I was just like, "Okay, whatever. I'll take this one. And so it was literally me and her. And there's eight other rooms. There's seven other rooms. Excuse me. And she kicked me out of mine. Just so she could have that room because her name was assigned to it or whatever. Was, was she a newer employee? Yeah. Okay. That's probably why then. Uh, yeah, probably. but it was just like, I mean, and I was, I was, I was complaining a little bit to our, my manager. I was just like, can you just tell people that, like they could go into another room instead of? It, the worst is like I take out my guitar and all my teaching supplies. They didn't like interrupt the lesson though. No, they oh. interrupted the lesson. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, ugh. See, anyway, at that point, you'd think. Yeah, it's just like, well, there's seven other rooms. I'll just pick one. I don't want to inconvenience like, this person. I can somewhat understand her her side of it, but if you're already in the lesson, that's different. That's that's when you don't. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just dumb things like that, and it's just like, ugh. or, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just little silly, stupid things. I was thinking that maybe one of the reasons why. I, I've done it to you where I think you're the dumb one is because maybe it's like a specific subject or a specific topic or whatever, something very niche and narrow that I've never heard you talk about, I've never spoken to you about, and I just don't know if you know. Yeah. And then in hindsight, obviously you should know. I I wonder if that's part of it, and then in my head it's just faster to ask you if you know. Well, in rather a, than in all reality, assu- assume you know, and yeah. maybe you don't know, and it messes something up. Well, in all reality, it's not like you're asking me to be a douche. It's like, and the only time I can think of that really, like, was like, wow, really? Is that what he thinks of me? Is when we were hanging up the internet wires, and you're like, you know, there's three more wires, or like, there's more wires inside that cable, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and the Ethernet cable? Yeah, and at first I was like, is he memeing? But you were like dead serious. I'm like, huh. I don't know why I said that, but I do know I did say something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I was just like, huh. But like like I but said. But yeah, that was a very specific thing where I'm yeah. just like, I don't know if he actually knows. Like, he probably does, but what if he doesn't? Yeah. And I don't. I really don't mean to be a douche, uh-huh. and I do think you're a smart person. Aww. I want you to know that. Thanks. But I've just been around a lot of people, and a good majority of them are dumb dumbs. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it hurts to ask. Yeah, and I don't like I said I don't. I'm not trying to imply that you're a dumb dumb. I guess it's literally me just asking. And it could just be my my interpretation. I need to not interpret to be it as fair, such. The way I say it is completely douchey. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, the way I say things is very douchey. Yeah. Well, one thing I've learned just with living with you. And I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. But, like, you know how sometimes you ask questions to just be, like, just start a conversation or something? Like, sometimes I'll ask very, just, like, questions that I know the answer to, but I'm just asking anyway to talk. And you'll respond in such a way of, like, why are you asking me? That's stupid. (laughs) And so I've just learned that, like, yeah, I just don't ask questions anymore. Or, like, when it comes to, to, like, tech support questions, too, though, um, sometimes I will ask you because I would like think, okay, well maybe Cole does know, but then there are some other things that have to deal with like drivers or the bios or my computer specifically where I'm like, he's just going to tell me to look it up on Google. Very true. And what's funny though, is I've never really gotten this until living with you. People will call me like there was somebody I used to work with and he called me. Everybody knows at my work that I, um, do videography and like film weddings and stuff. So he messaged me on Facebook and he said, Hey, do you know anything about this specific camera? Which it's like a very, uh, it's like a movie cinematic, uh, cinematic, like a black magic design. Yeah. Like this, just the baller ass camera. And he's asking me about this and he's just like, um, could you like teach me how to use this camera? Do you know much about it? Like maybe you could come in and show me and my buddies. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know anything about that <laughs> camera, and I would have to. I literally just said, 
I, I should just pull it up and read it to you because it was like, dude, go look it up on YouTube. You're literally asking me to learn how to use your camera so I can show you how to use your camera. <laughs> but obviously I didn't word it that way because I didn't want to be a dick. But it yeah. was just like, I get what you mean now. And it's like, I'm going to have to learn how to do that too, buddy. Yes, go look it up. Very much so. I've, that's been my whole life, mind you. Like, yeah. To be fair, like I love helping my parents with tech support stuff, but sometimes I feel bad. And I know what drives like my my dad specifically crazy. Mm-hmm. Like here's an example, um, he was having trouble with his printer. I think it's literally the same model that we have now. By the way, he was having trouble with it connecting to the Wi-Fi or being able to print from his phone or whatever from his laptop or I don't know what doesn't matter. And he said he just couldn't. He got it to work, but he could not get it to work the specific way he wanted to. I opened up his laptop, clicked the print button. And I switched the printer to the right printer, <laughs> and it printed. And he's just like, I freaking did that. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you, Dad. Don't be mad. Don't be sad. I don't know. Like, I just did how how I know printers work, <laughs> just like you did. And, I, and like, he's it's funny. It's hilarious because, like, he's not only mad at himself for not figuring it out, but mad at the device for not working how he wanted to, yeah. but also a bit disappointed that I could get it done in like five <laughs> seconds and he could not figure it out to save his he life. He probably been trying for hours. Oh, hours. Maybe the whole day even. Like, I always feel so bad when it's like a quick fix like that too and I just know he'd been working on it pretty hard. Yeah. And, and to be fair to like the people around us that do ask us these questions, like it also is kind of like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, a, a nice gesture as well as like saying, oh, I respect this person because they know a lot about computers or they know a lot about cameras. So let me get their opinion on I it. I appreciate that outlook. I've yeah. never thought that way. And I think everybody's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I haven't thought about it that way, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's kind of how I, I, I've learned to look at it too, is it's not only is this person needing help, but they also like think highly enough of me as like I'm the tech guy or in my family I'm the camera guy or I'm the video editor guy so when anyone has questions about cameras or video editing specifically they come ask me and I'm more than willing to to help and answer their questions Mm -hmm. what I don't want to do is this right here what I'm going to read yeah I can't wait so he says hey I got a Blackmagic HD camera and have questions about how to use a gimbal while also keeping it in focus, how to keep it in focus in general, if we need weights to balance it out, and how to fit the gimbal with the large <laughs> external battery, and other questions. Is this something you can help with, <laughs> help us out with perchance? <laughs> I love how we do the perchance on the end. Yeah, and I said, I'm not very familiar with the Blackmagic camera. I would see what kind of gimbal you have and look it up. On, look up YouTube videos on how to mount it properly. The higher-end cinema cameras don't have autofocus, so you have to set the focus manually, unless the one you have does have autofocus. Other than that, I'm not, sh- I'm not too sure YouTube would be your best bet. <laughs> <laughs> what was the response? It says, thanks for taking the time to give me some helpful pointers. Hope all's going well with you, bro. <laughs> oh, so he kept he kept pushing. He kept trying to see if there's anything else. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know. At it, and to his, what's the word? To his, to his, what's the saying? Defense. It's, yeah, to his in his defense, like it's not like he knew what kind of cameras I specialize sure, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course that's not what I'm faulting him for. I've just had several examples of something similar to this happen where somebody doesn't want to do their own research. They want me to solve their problem by me learning how to do it. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, man, if it's not something I already know how to do, I don't want to go have to learn how to fix your problem Mm -hmm. because it's like, I'm literally going to do the same thing that you would do. Like I'm going to have to go look it up on YouTube and watch a whole bunch of videos where not stereotyping, but it's usually Indian guys talking about how to fix my computer. Like, we've all gone down those rabbit holes. You know, for me, a lot of the times, it's not necessarily that I don't know how to do it. It's that I know that the person that it's asking me should just figure it out themselves. And I feel kind of bad about bringing this up while he's not here, but I'm going to do it because he's not here, and I know he will never find out what I say about it. Because he'll never listen. Wink, wink, Thane. <laughs> So, uh, I think it was last week. He's getting ready to sell his Akira manga, right? Yeah. 
um, he'd briefly asked me like a little bit of like prodding questions to see if he could like get it out of me to help him essentially. And on my thought process, I'm just like, figure it out yourself. Like you, you, I know you can do this thing. You could figure out how to sell something online yourself. But at the same time, I'm just like, yes, I have done it. Like I probably should help him. I didn't end up helping. I'm pretty sure you ended up helping. No, because I, well, he asked me, he's like, I pretty much just said thing. Whatever you think your manga's worth, like go figure out what it's worth that you're selling. Then you need to weigh it so you can calculate shipping and make the buyer pay that. You don't want to pay the shipping because it may be over $20 for how many books you're freaking shipping. I don't know what it ended up being, but he did not get what he should have got for that manga. No, he didn't. Not even close. I think he was happy with it, though. I think he was, when he told me about what he sold it for, he said he was, like, he was happy that he sold it. I don't think he was too broken up about the fact that he didn't get as much money as he probably should have. Well, that I mean, good for him. That's probably a good outlook because I was sad for him when he told I me. I was the too. Price. I didn't say it though. I didn't like make it known that sucks. You probably should have got more. He probably should have got at least thirty or forty more bucks for yeah. what he sold it for. But I mean, I think the way he saw it was well, out of sight, out of mind. Plus, I still got the better ones over here. True. So why? Yeah. Whatever. Which and is fine. That's not a bad outlook. Yeah. But it's just funny though because like. My my literally first thought was like, I I know you can figure out how to sell something online. It's not that hard. Like I believe in you. Yeah. And so I just didn't want to help him. I just said, yeah, I I used Mercari to do my stuff. Just because I think it's I think manga sells faster in Mercari typically. And he's like, okay. And then I didn't see him later. And I saw him talking to you about something a little bit later. And I thought maybe he swindled you into helping him. I just told him to make sure he packages it like nice. Yeah. And. Did he? I don't know. It was sold before. I, it sold fast. It sold relatively quick. I mean, the price he put it at. It That's was true. It was almost, almost free. half off. <laughs> or, I think it was roughly, I think it had to be a little bit, a little, like 60% of MSRP if I had to guess. Yeah, well, I don't want to throw, I guess we'll just throw out numbers. I think he said, I won't tell you how much he sold it for, because Cole and I both know, but I think he purchased it all for around 160 Oh, that's be- yeah, because he played MSRP for yeah. it, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is very ironic because the n- better, newer one he has... Was cheaper. Was cheaper than that. And I, I'm i pretty sure I told him that, like, hey, you should just look out for the box set because I know that that goes on sale occasionally before he had started buying the other ones. I mean, I don't blame him. I like things now and then, yeah, too. Yeah, so, yeah, like, totally. I, I can't say anything about that either. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But... Ah, I don't know. That that's one of the things. And like, when I first moved here and I realized I was going to be computer man, I was just like, "No, we're not doing this. <laughs> I will not be computer man." I guess we're looping back to that. But yeah. I I I was like, "I'll build your guys' computers. I'm not your freaking tech support boy." Well, in all reality, like, can you think of like recent tech support that I can't even think of the the oh it was. When my my Windows security thing went down, I think that was the last thing I. Oh asked yeah, yeah, for yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know. I've never seen that yeah, before, and it, I didn't know how to fix it. I can't figure it but out. But the problem was, is I just like look it up online. Like yeah. you did the yeah. same exact yeah. thing as earlier. Is yeah. I'd have to do what you would have to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and like, I think that's what it comes down to. Is I know how easy a lot of this stuff can be, and so why not just have you figure it out? Yeah. Well, and it doesn't take. It doesn't take that long. Like a few Google clicks and you can figure out what it probably... You can at least diagnose what's going on. Yeah. What Where I need to get better at now is like... I'm not saying I'm a software expert, but I would like to be to the point to where if something is wrong with my computer's hardware, I know how to diagnose it and fix it. Like, for example, the one time when my, my coolant fan went out and I was like, uh-oh, this is, this is not good. <laughs> it's making bad sounds. Yeah, make bad sounds. <laughs> my computer's crying. But, like, I want to get to the point to where I don't have to be like, okay, like, like in the future, we're probably not always going to be living together. So I want to be able to f- fix my own crap. You know what yeah. I mean? And I do want to learn how to build. I've seen you build several computers. It's like building Legos. I don't think it's that difficult. Uh, yeah, it's... It's got to make sure you're plugging into the right things. Yeah, and it's not hard to... I mean, it's hard to plug them into the wrong things. Yeah. Nothing fits unless it goes to the right spot. I was going to ask, do you happen to know how much RAM you have in your computer? I think I have two eights. So 16? 16. Okay. I believe I have 16 as well. 
but maybe I've got 32. I don't think I got 32. I'm pretty sure I've got 16 to 8 as well. Because um, I've been having problems with Adobe. And I think I've talked to you about it before, about how every once in a while everything will freeze. And my it's almost like my visual drivers crash. And, like, the screens go black, and after a couple seconds, they all reboot and start back up again. And Adobe is basically broken. I've got to close it and open it back up. I've never experienced that, but I have experienced where everything freezes on Adobe, and I literally can't I can't do anything. I can't move the, the timeline. Oh, bar. I mean, like, everything on my computer is frozen. Yeah, I've never experienced okay. that. But I'm assuming it only happens when Adobe's open. Is that correct? Like, has it ever happened while you're doing literally anything else? I swear else? it has, but I can't remember. But I'm, I I know Adobe is like the big one for it. Adobe's just, it's just a dumpster, dude. It's a freaking rickety, precariously built ramshackle program that they just keep putting more layers of duct tape. Yeah, layers of duct tape to keep this piece of garbage floating. And I get so frustrated with it. Like, you probably remember this. This was probably last year sometime. But Adobe, um,. I can't remember what happened, but it, like, deleted some internal cache files that it oh, needed. I remember that. I remember when you were talking about yeah, that. Yeah. And you had to, like, transfer sequences over and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So what happened was as I would hit export, and I would literally do nothing. I would do nothing different between sequence to sequence. But, like, sometimes I would try to export a sequence, especially, like, our gaming videos that we put hours and hours and hours of time into. And there's lots of different edits and clips and cuts and music. And there's just so much going on. Where it's like, I don't want to lose any of this, so I would export that video, and it would get like 70%, and then it would say, could not export, uh, error, blah, blah, blah. So the fix that I figured out was I had to literally copy my entire timeline, everything, all the files, and then create a new timeline and paste it into that, and then export that. And sometimes it would work, but it literally got to the point to where I could not export anything because Adobe deleted some, some of its own files that that needed to export things. So I had to go on to a... It wasn't Adobe. I think it was a third-party website that I had to download something mm. to fix the... And I had to download it into the files of Adobe on my computer. Yeah. It was stupid, but I ended up fixing it. But it's just like... I don't know. I remember how frustrated I was where I'm just like, why are we still using this program? Yeah, it's a pain. And speaking of still using it, I know you said you were thinking about doing DaVinci Resolve, right? Have you ever have you done it yet? Yeah, I did one video. Oh, you did the whole thing? Not no 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 no, not a gaming video. It was a very minimal edit oh. video. But like I did it and I'm like I don't think it would be hard to use. I just I don't want to learn a new program. Yeah. That's literally all it is. And it's weird because I'm totally down to switch over to DaVinci Resolve. Me too. Like in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, let's do it. But I lose out on Photoshop, and I lose out on Illustrator. And without those two programs, I won't be able to make our thumbnails look as good as they do. I yeah. really don't think I would be able to. Photoshop specifically. I do Illustrator for, like, our podcast thumbnails. That's what I use it. But I could just transfer the files, essentially, and re-export things to make it in Photoshop. But... Do you know how much the Photoshop Illustrator subscription is a month? Couldn't tell you. Because... Let's say in five months, like you and Thane and I become proficient in DaVinci Resolve and we do switch. I mean, the business could just pay for that photo. Yeah, but like, Adobe still doesn't know that I'm not a student. <laughs> I'm still on that program. Yeah, there's no reason to cancel that. Exactly, then. yeah. And it renewed like literally three or four months ago. And so I've still got a whole year. It's, I think it renews properly in March for me. And so... They haven't caught on. They haven't caught wise yet. So why would I? I, I I'm not going to stop at this point. I, yeah, I don't blame you. And like I said, after I, I use DaVinci, and it's got a lot of things that are really cool. I think one of the features that I'm in love with is I don't have to hit save. It literally saves every click that you do. Really? It's saved. So if the computer, if your program crashes, doesn't matter. Whatever That's your awesome. last click was, it's saved. Um, there's there's a lot of really cool features within it like there's you can have specific files and f like within um uh davinci's resolve so let's say you have assets that you use for every single video you can just have that asset folder always on your timeline so that you don't have to go find the files and drag them in you just click and they're already there yeah um i don't know there's just a lot of like convenience and like uh 
quality of life things that this program had. To me, what it is is it's uh, made by filmmakers and people that edit all the freaking yeah. time. Because it's black magic design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the big another issue I realized just remembered um, that I'd have is with After Effects, where I've been using yeah. After Effects so much recently in all my videos. I don't know if I could just switch to just a video editor that has a little tiny bit of After Effects like stuff in it. Yeah. The big thing for me with After Effects is that it's integrated so well with Premiere that you literally just like select a bunch of clips, right click and open um, open in uh, After Effects is literally an option for it. It opens up After Effects. You can edit in After Effects and it all automatically puts it into your timeline of Premiere. And it's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely love it. And like there's some things that After Effects does far better than Premiere in my opinion. You can make it look similar in Premiere but not as good as After Effects. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, like even just some of the, the animations that I try to mimic your animations of when things pop up and pop out. And I... I can get them to look all right, but not like how you get them to look. Yeah. But what's interesting, too, is what a lot of filmmakers and YouTubers want. And there's a big wave of of leaving Adobe <coughs> and going to uh, DaVinci's Resolve specifically because people are just sick of it. There's, like, several filmmaking YouTubers and, like, the Corridor guys. Well, the, the big one that I saw was Chugga Conroy. He switched to. He's, he's leaving Premiere. He's leaving Adobe right now. He said the hardest thing he's gonna have to find to replace is Photoshop. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like it's most people, at least the filmmakers I've seen, the two that they have the most issues with is Premiere Pro and After Effects, where um, things just crash or things don't oh, yeah. export or it takes for some dumb reason, like what you experienced, where it takes. Two hours to export something that should take ten minutes that for no make reason. That wouldn't make any sense because I, I had to re-export that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Didn't take two hours that time. It was just that one fluke yeah. for some reason. I and I don't know, dude. We've had literally since day one. I've had issues with Adobe, and it's just bugged me. But the hardest part is you spend you know five six years on one program doing it in this program. It's really hard to switch and try something new just because. It's like taking a class. You literally have yeah. to go learn how to redo. Even though it is all similar, it's like you know what the names of all the effects and things, and yep. it's just they're all in different cupboards, and it's kind of a pain to go find oh, it all. Oh, yeah, that's a great way to ex explain it. Say it's like you live in one house, and then you go to your friend's house for a couple months, and you got to learn where everything is again. you got to know, hey, uh, Bobby, where are the cups? Yeah. Hey, Bobby, where would you put the garbage can? Is under the sink? Oh, no, it's not under the sink in this house? Oh, whoops. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's that's a great analogy. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. I would like to, and I definitely just, if Adobe doesn't fix their crap together, I definitely foresee us do switching to that in the future. I do as well. Um, But... What everybody's asking, and it's because I don't know how Adobe is as a company, but like they make good stuff. It's just, it's like Cole was saying, there's too much duct tape on the freaking the garbage. You know what I mean? It's, it's it, ever since they started doing the subscription yes, service. Yes. Because it's not just a new program every year, it's a built upon, built upon year after year program. Yeah. It isn't, I mean. It's like Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> For all you gamers out there, it's it, Fortnite. It, it it's really year is. year after year. Yeah. They just build upon what they have last. And, yeah. Well, and speaking of things put together with duct tape, did you see that somebody beat Charlie's Halo 2 run? Yes. Yeah. Edger Valen. I think he was the only one that got anywhere close. There, mm -hmm. there might have been a couple that got to Gravemind, but, like, that was so cool when he was – I was watching the video the other night, and I was just like, man – Somebody did it. Somebody freaking did it. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it was possible. Um, well, it's it's possible. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's possible. But it's just ridiculously hard. Yeah, and just mind, just mind-numbingly hard. He used glitches, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't, you could not, I don't think you could do that legitly. Yeah. Like, he, he did level skips, um, tons of glitches. He did the glitch at the very end where he gets the Banshee into the room to fight Tartarus. I think it's the only way he could kill the freaking thing. Yeah, I don't know if you could kill Tartarus without the Banshee, but he did because I mean, no one's shooting at you once you kill the the brutes in the beginning. I think a couple spawn every so often, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's totally. I I don't think you could do a glitchless. I think it'd be too hard. 
So I haven't seen any of the video yet, but it's very impressive. Very impressive. But I mean, you've seen the Halo speedruns. I think he was yeah. a Halo. I think he is a Halo Two speedrunner. What did he do it on? Master uh, Chief Collection? No, no, no. They. I think they said that it's easier on the number two original. Uh, just the original, just because there's some skips that they've patched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you couldn't do some of the. I've heard like, of that before. There's a skip in the very first level where, like, as soon as you get your gun. You can like glitch out of the map and just run. jump to the end. Yeah, something like that. I I haven't watched the full video, but just I watched Charlie's video talking about it. As soon as he issued the challenge, he was trying to give people tips that we're about to to freaking go to battle yeah. for the next month and a half or whatever it's been. But I gotta say, it's one of the coolest things that's happened in a while in like a gaming community. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. it's not as big as some other things. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it almost felt like some of those classic Call of Duty Zombies Easter eggs that were unsolvable for months. But, like, I don't know. Did You you never followed those as much. Did you, like, the zombie Easter eggs? No, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about, though, as far as, like, it feels like not just within the Halo community, like but... everybody's yeah, coming together to try yeah, to do this. I mean, yeah. you know, our buddy Thick, he was trying to do yeah. it. Yeah. For who knows why, but he was doing <laughs> yeah. it. And he was probably, like, with 98% of everybody that couldn't get past the first room in the first mission. Yeah. But, the, like, it's just, there's something special about that, like, yeah. camaraderie amongst all of these different people coming together to do the same thing. And I think that's the best example I got is the Call of Duty Zombies Easter egg. Because nowadays, like, they get solved within the first five hours of the map coming out. Or I guess they... they put the Easter egg off for a little bit because they make it so that people learn the map and then they make the Easter egg like the like Call of Duty makes the Easter egg live and then they yeah. can start solving mm-hmm. it. That's how they do it nowadays from what I understand. But like back in the day, I don't remember which ones exactly, but I'm pretty sure there was some Black Ops 2 Easter eggs that literal months went by. Nobody could figure it out. It's just they couldn't do it. And like everybody was coming together, like scouring the map just looking for something. Yeah, giving tips and giving probably tips, posting on, on websites and Yeah, stuff. like, hey, this Forms. thing looks weird. Maybe this isn't, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of the, the zombie streamers and uh, YouTubers were putting up their things, too, and their thoughts. Like, it's really cool when, like, some of these Easter eggs took so long to, to figure out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's not a lot of that kind of stuff that happens that yeah. pulls everybody together. Yeah, that pulls everybody. I mean, I'm sure amongst the, their their own individual communities, they probably have stuff like that, especially when a new skip is found out. But, like, I think that what helped Gervalin get past, and this is allegedly, I, I, I thought I saw this on one of the videos that was talking about it, but there was people actively trying to figure out skips and ways to help him get past certain sections. Yeah. And that's like the, to me anyway, the camaraderie you're talking about where it's like everybody's cheering him on. It's not like people are saying, F you, loser, don't do it. Yeah, Yeah, I want to get I think it was one of those things where it's like. We know it's going to be him. Yeah, Let's help this man Exactly. It It would be like us and uh, LeBron James trying to do a backflip dunk. And it's like, we know we're never going to do it. But maybe we could help him in some ways. We can get LeBron to do it. Let's do it. Let's get those spring springy or something for LeBron. Yeah, totally. But what's cool, too, though, is um, I think it was Halo. I don't know if Xbox did it, but Halo congratulated Gervalin. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It was was, cool. That was cool. Because I literally think that has got to be... Obviously, people could create harder challenges, but as far as, like, lasso goes, I think that is the hardest challenge out there. The reason why that's so cool, though, is because that had been something that... I think Bungie had issued back in the day. Really? I don't know if it was Bungie, but I know that there was like a beat Halo 2, Deathless, All Skulls On, on Legendary, win 100 bucks or something like that. Like, that was a classic thing back in the day. Obviously, nobody did it. Yeah. And then they raised the money. Uh, maybe, okay, it wasn't Bungie. It was the Halospeedruns.com that put up that, I believe. I mm-hmm. think that's what it was. And then that progressed and progressed, and then obviously it fizzled away because the person that had a quote-unquote did it was a cheater yeah. and spliced his video. Um, and then obviously Charlie, most moist critical, ended up putting up the... I don't know. It's just cool. I, yeah. I want to see more of that kind of stuff happen. It's just... It's neat. It really is. Just to see it all kind of go together, everybody kind of does their thing. And like I'm thinking about some of the games that I play, like, like Pokemon... There's not really a lot of that stuff in Pokemon. Mm. I mean, the closest I could think of it would be like 
find this shiny Pokemon that's a 1% chance in the wild, and first one it gets it, it's, wow, you're first in the world, congratulations, you know, but that's yeah. about it. There's not a lot else that I can think of. I mean, I don't think there's anything, like, any of the communities I'm a part of. I mean, the Halo one, I am. I, I would say I'm a part of it, kind of. I'm not a very active member of the Halo community, but like you were saying earlier, this is, like, gaming as a whole, not necessarily just the Halo community. Yeah. and I think that's that's the special part about it. Like, the Call of Duty stuff I was saying, that really was mostly just the Easter egg zombie people that were kind of involved with that. Yeah. But this really became, like, a... Everybody gathered together to do this, or at least watch it. Yeah. Know? It became that. And I guess usually things that happen within gaming as a whole, it's usually around some negative, it has some negative connotation, which it's, like, nice to see something different for a change, you know what I mean? Not wishing ill will upon people, or oh yeah, somebody blizzard more sex allegations, you know what I mean? It's usually stuff like that where, yep. it. I don't know. I mean, the last thing I could think of that... I saw as a positive thing anyway was like the rise of Fortnite and a lot of these streamers and how Fortnite was able to bring lots of different um, media forms to Fortnite. Like they bring anime, they bring movies, other video games, just like the the Smash Bros-esque of collaborations, but on such a more wider scale, I always thought was cool. And when like Ninja played Fortnite with, with Drake, that was a really big deal that not not just gaming the gaming community but news outlets and even my dad heard about stuff like that where yeah. i was like this is actually this is a big deal if my dad's asking me about ninja the fortnite guy um you know i guess that's another thing that makes me think of it is the smash bros reveals yeah. like the the character reveals I loved watching those. I don't really care for the game. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that were just excited to see which characters were going to be put together. And it almost makes me wonder, why doesn't Epic kind of jump on that? Like, they have new characters from everything all the time. Why don't they have a big reveal thing for these characters? Like, why isn't there not, like, a a hype trailer that they put out yeah. for some of these big characters? Like, you, it would make sense, right? They, well, here's the thing is, for some of them, they do have trailers, but they don't hype it up like Smash Bros. Like... The the Master Chief reveal was like him opening up a, a a fridge in a gas station. Yeah, I saw that, but you could tell that was Fortnite right away, and it was Master Chief right away. It totally. wasn't like a, a look at all these Fortnite characters fighting. All of a sudden, holy freak, is that Master Chief? You know? Yeah. It's not like Master Chief drop out of the sky and just saves the day. It was clearly Fortnite yeah. right away. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'd like to see is maybe like. You have, like, Naruto taking some shots, and then it's, like, Nathan Drake's over here getting on the receiving end. Marcus Phoenix comes riding in and tries to save the day, and it's not looking good for for um, for Naruto, I don't know. And, like, Naruto's getting pushed down. All of a sudden, Goku shows up, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, my gosh. And then Luffy jumps in. It's the big three yeah. anime characters, and they're back. And they're, yeah. they're, like, start taking... How hype would that be? Goku, People would freak Goku out about that. Goku comes in with a freaking RPG. Like how it's sure it's stupid, yeah, yeah. but it would be super hype. Yeah. It's like it's that character reveal, yeah. especially because I think part of the problem is all of the leaks that happen. I think Goku's been rumored for months now. Yeah, but how freaking crazy would it be? How many people lose their their freaking minds um. if all of a sudden Goku shows up and it was like, oh yeah, Goku's there, but then Luffy's behind him and everybody's like, oh my god, it's Luffy, <laughs> and like. I don't like Fortnite, yeah. but I would love that. I <laughs> totally. would like One Piece, totally. and I would still like that. See, and I think that just goes to show you, though, that like um, gamers just like to be they like excited. to see, yeah they like to be excited. They I think that's why everybody looks forward to E three, even though they all freaking oh, yeah. dunk on it all the time. But I it's agree. like people like surprises. They want to see what's coming next. We're always looking for the next new thing. Oh yeah, and. Something comes out day one. What do you think is going to be in the next one? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, this one's out. Play this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and it's like with the new Smash, like as soon as the new character's out, dang, I can't can't wait. Who's next? Who's Who next, do you think's going to be next? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, this time we got Pac-Man. I hope next time we get we get Steve, Minecraft Steve, baby. You get Minecraft Steve. We want Rayman. It's just like. Exactly, yeah. It's Yeah, yeah it's an insatiable uh, wanting of of all of that kind of stuff, I guess, of excitement is probably but I, the best it, word. It just makes it fun, I think. Yeah. And I think Smash Bros. really is the pinnacle of that. 
And um, I guess minor spoiler alert, haha, I did want to do a video of crossovers at some point. And this is a lot of what I'm talking, yeah. going to be talking about, uh -huh. which is actually very funny. And I didn't think about talking about the whole Epic should do the fancy trailer and have the crazy reveals yeah. like that. I'm totally going to talk about that because I'm, I'm, I'm planning on that video having some like kind of dialogue of being like, Smash Bros. was always incredible and everybody looked forward to it. Fortnite is like the one that takes the torch because Smash Bros. is essentially quote-unquote done, if you will. I don't know what that means, but... Probably just Sakurai stepping down. They'll just keep going with it. Yeah. I mean, who knows when they make a new one, though? Like, they're going to wait for the next Switch or whatever? Who knows? I don't know. It's... It's just fun and it's exciting and you're not wrong. Game people like game not gamers just gamers but like people. People in general like to be excited about something. Yeah. They want something to look forward to forward to. And I think it's even more so now than it's ever been really. Yeah. And I think the best part about like with um Smash Bros. specifically is like companies are pretty stingy when it comes to their IPs, which rightfully so, especially some of their popular ones. Like if you would have told a Sega fan back in the '80s or '90s, like I one day Sonic and Mario are going to be in the same video game together. They're going to play the Olympics together. Yeah, they're going to be in the Olympics together, and they're, people would be like, "Yeah, you're smoking, like you're lying." Yeah, but I don't know. It's just cool, and I think that's what's exciting about um, I just all of it in general is it's like. This is this is something I love like most people. I guess I shouldn't say that, but just like Nintendo fans and Sega fans are like, "Whoa, Sonic's in 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 Smash now or Solid Snake is in Smash or Minecraft Steve is in Smash." You know what I mean? Something yeah. that I don't know. It's just cool. It's cool to see things that you like uh team up with other things that you like. And I think another thing too that I've always found um I enjoy, I guess, is like I remember there was a tweet from Xbox, and it says it was it was like maybe it was like National Video Game Day or something. But they said how the X button unites us all between Sony and Nintendo. They all have X buttons. Yeah, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox, and it just makes me wonder. Like, I don't know if there's bad blood amongst um, gaming companies. I'm sure there is, but it's not like like how they used to do it back in the olden days, where it's like. Uh, a literal war, basically. Yeah, was it? Was it? So, or my, or excuse me, Sega and Nintendo. Yeah, and Atari. It's like not, a, not really even Atari. I it's guess mostly, right, mostly Sega, Sega and Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or it's like, hey, fat plumber boy. It's got Crash Bandicoot with Sony <laughs> saying, like, you know what I mean? That Stuff. was part of the marketing. Yeah, you know? it was just yeah. freaking trash the, the trash the competitors yeah. and make yourself look better. And it's like, what's funny though is it's. The graphical thing has always been prevalent, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know if people, I guess people do care, but has Nintendo really ever pushed our high-end graphics? The GameCube. The GameCube, was that the, the only GameCube one? The GameCube was pretty powerful. It was more powerful than the PlayStation 2. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. But it didn't work for them, so they've never done it again. Like, the Wii was the same as the GameCube. The Switch is the same as the Wii U, basically on their spec line. Like, they just haven't cared since to try to make their... I mean, even the N64, that was the... By then, they had CDs, you know? But yeah. they still did a cartridge-based thing, so they could only store this much amount on this stuff. And Heck, I guess even the GameCube, to that extent, you can't fit that much more on the disc that they had in the GameCube compared to the Xbox or their PlayStation discs. Those are much larger files. Yeah. Um, But the... The actual specs, though, the GameCube did outperform the PlayStation 2. Not the original Xbox, though. That thing was a monster back then. Yeah, it was then. a beast. It's literally a computer in a box. Yeah. But, I don't know. Like, I think Nintendo just realized that they don't need to. Yeah. And it's been working since then. I think it's a bad thing to think that way, though. They could have made the Switch so much better back in the day when they first made it. Or make a Switch Pro at this point, you know, some kind of successor so that their game developers aren't hindered. True. And I, that probably is going to be its its uh, downfall. And I think everybody saw that with, I, I mean, devs specifically, though, if they're like, it's a lot easier and we have more freedom to make a game on the Xbox and the PlayStation than it is to do, try to, not, I guess, downgrade or remove features for, yeah. so it can run on this lesser hardware well it's 
I think of things because I'm obviously I'm deep into Xenoblade Chronicles three at this point. Yeah. And I think of things like that, and I think, wow, this is running on a Switch. If only, if only this was on an Xbox, a piece, a PlayStation, a computer. You know, yeah. how much better could it have been? Like they have to be pushing that thing to its limits. The way that some of the sometimes that game looks, it's just like, how is this freaking running on a Switch of all things? Yeah. But I mean, I, I when it comes to me buying games, and I remember one of our friends asked because I bought a game, and they're like, "Why didn't you buy that on the Switch?" And I'm like, "Because I can buy it on the Xbox, which it runs significantly better. I get 60 frames, and also, why would I buy it on the Switch? I I try to only buy with Nintendo specifically. I try to only buy, um, I guess, first party games. I do own other games that aren't first party, but they are only on the Switch." I mean, I like the idea of the portability of the Switch. Yeah. And there, there would definitely be some third-party games that I would buy on the Switch first. But, whoa. But if you had a Steam Deck. Oh, if I had a Steam Deck, then I wouldn't have to bother at that point because <laughs> yeah. it's just a better Switch at that point. Yeah. It's better hardware anyway. That sucker can run Forza Horizon 5. Sure, it may not look great in 30 frames a second, but it can run it. Yeah, I've seen that <laughs> thing run Elden Ring, and my computer would have a hard time with Elden Ring. It did have a hard time, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It like, chugged a bit? When it freaking rained, my computer did not like the rain. That's interesting. I was going to say you could be like Yakko and go buy it for the consoles, but you don't really have a console to play it on either. No, your Xbox is the only one with the disc. But even then, I don't think you'd want to play it on that because it'd be worse than your computer. Oh, yeah. No, I would... See, and that's... I, I want to get an Xbox Series X. I really wanted to get one. Like during Christmas time when Thane got his PlayStation Five, I was really jealous. Yeah, not gonna I remember lie. that. But I'm just like, I don't need it right now. I do have a large and a growing collection of Xbox and Xbox 360, Xbox One and Xbox 360 games. So I do want to get one in the future. But like, I don't know. I mean, I've already waited two years at this point. What's another two years for a pro version or whatever the next thing is to come? You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see when they have their. Reiteration, their um, their yeah, their small one. What is it called? Their the reissue, the, the slim edition, the slim. The there's a word for it. Just the more compact console. Not just compact, but like betterized. The, the pro, the pro <laughs> slim. <laughs> I guess uh, there's the like elite. a there's. I know there's like a de- like a describing word for it. But I'm not going to come up with it at the top of my head right now. Regardless, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's to say when those come out that they won't be hard to find, though? Like, you think that that'll be less of an issue at that point? Or do you think it's going to be just as the same as it always has been? Fingers crossed, but I don't think the chip shortage has been solved yet. So, what's crazy, though, is this chip shortage. Like, obviously, I found out about it because I can't get video games that I want. But it stems into lots of other electronics, too, that my dad complains about. I'm just like, huh, I didn't think about it. (laughs) Lots of things use computer chips, not just uh, PC parts and game consoles. Yeah, very true. Like, even with cars, cars are having issues, too. Like, electric cars specifically. And I'm just like, dang, what do you do? Cry. Just cry. Buy a a gas-powered car. (laughs) (laughs) Buy a car that didn't have computers. Go all the way back to the 60s and you're good. Yeah, ride a bike. Get a horse. <laughs> Get a horse. There's the answer. We could totally put a horse in our backyard. What do you think our landlords would say? If <laughs> they just showed up one day and there's just a horse in the backyard. I think if we took all the rain, like the, the reins off of it and it wasn't. Like, it looked like a wild horse. Pretend it's a wild horse? Yeah. I don't think they would buy that. <laughs> Have you ever seen a wild horse around here? No. Have you ever seen a wild horse in your life? Yeah, when okay. I was in uh, Nevada. When I okay. was through... It wasn't Reno, but it was by Reno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew there was some down that way. I, was and I think there's some in Arizona. Like oh, yeah, there's plenty the, in by Arizona. By the res. Yeah, 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 plenty, plenty. I was just curious if you had, because it's kind of a rare thing to see a wild yeah, horse. Yeah, and even when you see him, you're just like, it could just be out in a field. Maybe a farmer owns that. Who knows? Because <laughs> like I'm so used to seeing horses. <laughs> yeah, and they're owned. Yeah, they're they're on, they're on a mountain, grazing away. Yeah. Well, what's funny is like playing a game like Red Dead Redemption. It makes you wonder. Like you just see a wild oh. horse, you just claim it, right? Yeah. 
I wonder, like, if you could just do that in real life. Well, I guess tame the horse, uh, bro- break it in. You know, I think that's the only thing stopping you is like, can you? Is it legal? I don't actually know. I use. I feel well, like I used let's to know. Google it. Can you claim? Can you claim a wild horse? I mean, wouldn't it just be like the same as like claiming a raccoon or claiming a or, squirrel or yeah, something? Yeah, just like a lost animal, a lost pet. Well, no, no, no. Don't claim or, that. Not a pet. Just <laughs> like a like. What if like a, a stray cat? Yeah, a stray cat. It'd or be the a, same as like claiming that, right? Let's find going out. to the pound and picking up a dog. Can you claim a wild a horse? wild horse people have searched this i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say you can final thoughts wild horses can be tamed but training these animals is not a well, job yeah, for yeah, just yeah. anyone they're they're hard to tame and everything sure oh. is it claimable though first of all you will need to go through the bureau of land management land management's adoption process in order to obtain a wild mustang in the united states i see can you take home a wild horse you can't bring a wild horse home and confine it to a 12 by Because, I mean, where would you put it? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management has a minimum requirement for homing a Mustang or burrow, which includes providing a corral that offers at least 400 square feet foot of space per animal. In essence, you can't... Oh, I knew that. I yeah. knew the corral thing. I think you can. I mean, there's nothing saying you can't, but there are some l- logistics. Yeah. I guess is the word. There's some stipulations behind it. That I, being said, though, it's like if you're out on the res in the middle of butt F nowhere and you had a horse trailer and you're like somehow got Baxter in the back. Well, of the I know horse they trailer. do that. I know they do that. They they claim horses and then they uh they break them in. But I but I know that they have to follow the the corral thing that you just said. So I knew that was a thing. So I mean, yeah, I guess the answer is yes to an extent, but. Would we want to claim? Oh no. no, 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 no! Horses suck. Horses are like one of the worst animals. Why? They're expensive <laughs> AF, and what are you gonna do with them? Just ride them? I mean, what else is there to do? There's lots of people that love horses. Sure, I'm not a horse no. guy, so I'm not like I don't have any argument for or against. I don't want to own one because you're not wrong. They're very expensive, and they're kind of rude. Yeah, a little bit sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Have you ever heard stories of like people getting their fingers bit off by them? Uh, uh-uh. I got bucked off a horse once. I almost got bucked off, and and like that created a a uh, fear. Oh, of yeah. horses when I was younger, and I haven't really ridden one since. But it was like the horse wouldn't listen to me. My my friend was like, "Yeah, just pull on the reins if 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 it runs out of control," and like. I'm doing that, and then it starts just, it just took off, and I'm just like, stop, stop. They're too smart. Yeah. I They're just, too smart. F I think em. the horse realized that horse. I've never ridden a horse before. It's like, this guy's a dumb dumb. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> get him out of here. I'm done with him. Yeah, I was terrified. So, like, since then, I'm just like, eh, I'm okay with not riding horses. Growing up, I've not really liked animals just in general all that much. About, I mean, I had cats and dogs growing up, but, like, I'm not much of an animal guy. I'm not either. It's... Like, I'm very, very happy and also very lucky that my dad had very similar thought process when he was growing up. Because when he was growing up, his family had animals. They had cows and stuff they had to take care of. My dad hated it. And so, luckily for me, I never had to worry about <laughs> cows or chickens or any of that jazz. Yeah. And even though I grew up on a farm, I didn't have to worry about that. So, that was a really, really happy thing for me. Could you imagine being one of those guys? My mom did it, too. She grew up on a dairy a dairy. It was pretty small, but like going out 5 a.m. in the morning to go milk your cows or whatever. Like, gosh, dude, that blows. That blows. And you like, have to do it every day I in hated, the summer. I hated getting up at like 6 o'clock just to go move water, but like even earlier just for animals? F them. <laughs> animals suck. Yeah. Well, pigs are okay. Somebody has to bad. do it in order for us to eat that food that we like so very much. Oh, yeah, and they don't do it very nicely, do they? Well, I don't think we get into that topic, but <laughs> listen, there's something little... there's something for everyone, okay? We may not be animal guys, <laughs> but you can be. We have friends that like cats, dogs, horses. <laughs> I uh, don't like dogs anymore either. Anything. I used to like them a lot. I like other people's dogs. I just don't want one in my house. Mm-mm. I don't like dogs like at all. Well, I you have a very valid reason why you don't like dogs. Dogs suck. They're just annoying, and they smell. I don't like being licked. <laughs> being licked's the worst. 
<laughs> cats are the only good animal. See, I they don't do anything. I like dogs more than cats. Really? Because dogs are loyal. Cats will betray you. Yeah, effort. And they're I don't also care. they're also conniving little efforts. Yeah, they just do whatever they want. It's great. You don't have to worry about them. You <laughs> the, give them food the, and water, and you're done. Then why have a cat? Because sometimes when you're on the couch, they curl up next to you and purr, and it's just like, oh, nice. So That's nice. I like that. When Zay first moved down here. You had a cat? No, no, no. They lived in a different apartment. <laughs> Zay oh, and, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. So Thane and I came down and stayed once because we were looking at houses. So we yeah. came down in like May. It was probably a little bit before then to come look at this house specifically. And that night I had to sleep at on, on their couch, and I think Thane slept on the floor. But the cat... There was a cat because their other roommate, they had a third, there was a third roommate that was living there. He had a cat and the cat came and sat on my face while I'm asleep. And then it like, it, it like woke me up. So I like, I get up and fling the cat a little bit off me and it like claws my leg to not fall off. And I'm just like, good God, man, I don't like cats. Okay. That's a little different. That's a bad experience. Sometimes that happens with all animals though. Oh, dogs totally. can do it too. I've had good experiences with cats. I just prefer dogs. Other people's dogs. I don't want to own one of my own. Yeah, owning animals sucks. Like, can you imagine all this nice stuff we have? And oh, f that. Having a freaking dog. And it smells and it's hairy. Yeah, yeah. They shed. I mean, it's dogs ruin your house. They eat. They chew things up. The cats claw things and t- tip things over. Dogs pee and poop everywhere. Like, I don't know. I'm with you, man. I don't want animals either. I have too much stuff that I care about. I don't understand your old, your all your family likes animals a ton except for you. No, my mom and dad hate them. Oh, really? It's just all the kids, just the siblings. Yeah, I don't think Kira really likes them. She likes other people's animals, but like, no, my mom and dad hate dogs. They are very reluctant to keep the two that they have. One's on her deathbed, and the other one, my sister just brought home because they were gonna put it down. Which is really dumb. They paid a lot of money for that husky, and really? then they just gave it to Avery. It was a. It's, I like huskies. I think they're cute. Oh, it's a cute. They get too big. Yeah, it's a cute dog. The I only like downfall huskies. of that husky is it sheds like oh, a yeah. mother. Oh yeah, they're freaking supposed to be like winter dogs. Yeah, they're not used to anything with heat, really. No, and he. Well, I guess used to it's a different. He's word. a sad boy in the summers, dude. Like he, he's just hot, and so he'll lay in the shade or he'll try to put his belly on like cold tile. But in the winter, like he goes outside, he'll just lay in the snow yeah. for hours. He loves it. I, I understand that. I I I think the biggest issue with any animals is hair. Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. I think that's my biggest issue entirely. Like just having hair on you from touching an animal, I hate. Hate, hate, hate that so much. Uh, I just it just makes me feel kinda gross. Personally. That's just that's just me. I just feel a little bit gross. Yeah. Carry like a lint roller with me if I'm ever around animals. I think another thing too, done that before. though, is like you have to, cats are different, but like with the dog, you have to take care of it. It's not like you can just leave and whenever you want because you have a dog. You know, it's yeah. like having a kid at that that's, point. That's why I like cats is because you don't have to worry about them. You just yeah. basically give them the food and the water and you're done. Yeah. Well, and see at, at that point though, like I'm like, why have a cat? Because in my mind, I'm like, if you're going to get a pet at all, it's because you want... To have the companionship. S- you know, companionship, thank you. Yes, and that's okay. So let me let me think. Tell you about a cat that I do like. Jake's cat, my buddy Jake. He's got a good cat. It's can be really annoying just because cats can be annoying. Yeah, but it's got a litter box. It goes in there. It eats and drinks whatever. But it's pretty chill. It'll just like when you're just laying going to sleep, it'll just jump up and lay right next to you and just like fall asleep and you just chill with your buddy cat. But the hair. <laughs> Hate it so much, yeah. dude. Oh, the hair is so bad. Like, and it's just like you either try really hard to get rid of the hair, or you just, or you give, just up. give up. Yeah, and it's just disgusting. And I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Ugh. See, I don't want to do that either. But like another thing, though, like another reason why I can't do cats is, um, like Brigham, my my sister's husband. He, he they have a cat. And sometimes I'll be playing games with him, and his cat will like jump up on his desk and kick stuff over and then climbs on him and then licks stuff and knocks stuff over. I'm just like, dude, imagine having a cat get on your shelf and knock all your stuff over, well, all your expensive games. I mean, whenever they do that kind of crap, you just discipline, I guess, whatever you do to Grab a cat. Grab a cat, chuck it out the door. And it'll learn. 
but I agree. I don't want. I don't want that to happen to my stuff. Yeah, and I guess to be fair, like Macy and Brigham's cat is more like a dog than an actual cat. Literally acts like a dog. Like it wants attention and stuff. Yeah, but is also like freaking terrified of anything and everything that's not Macy or Brigham. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it's like we'll play fetch and <laughs> <laughs> like literally, it's like a dog. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you though. I'm not a. If I had the choice between having an animal and not having an animal, I'm not gonna have the animal. And this is a whole other subject, but I've got a hard time like understanding how people treat them like kids. I don't understand that. I don't think I ever will. I'm not going to tell people they can't. But it's just one of those things I n- will never get. I think it's just a connection. Like, it's it's that companionship. Yeah, but even still, like, it's not a human being. And it's hard for me to connect it in that way with something that's not real. I mean... That's not... That, that doesn't put in the same amount towards me, I guess. And you could argue that animals could. I won't believe it, though. I don't think they're putting as much effort. I think, in my mind, very they're very animalistic, obviously, and so they just want the things to survive. They know that you'll give you the things to survive, so they care about you. Yeah. And that's a pretty pessimistic outlook on it. And I'm just a pessimistic person in general, which is where that comes from. Yeah. But... Well, from the animals know. that I've seen in my life, like I, at least with dogs specifically, dogs, I think, do have unconditional love for their masters if you will i don't know if i would call it that i definitely call it unconditional love because my dad will beat our dog because he does something bad and then the next minute it's like he forgets and he still loves he will like go up to my dad love though i think it's just hey this guy gets me the food in the water i mean that's one way to look at it but i don't know i think that there is a way to connect with an animal on a deeper level. And I'm not saying there isn't. Yeah. I just will never understand it. And maybe it's just because you have that separation of humans, of and, animals. humans and animals. I place humans over animals for sure. Yeah, totally. And I'm the same way. Like, if I had to kill a dog to save a human, I would do that. I'd kill a hundred dogs before a human. Yeah, totally. And Sorry, dog people, but... But, like, <laughs> I mean, that's maybe that's just built into us because that's our own species. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to look at it that way. Uh, I also don't think it's a bad thing for people to connect with animals like you do. Yeah, I'm not saying it is either. Yeah, you just don't understand it. Yeah, I just can't understand it. It just doesn't work in my brain, I guess. I mean, yeah. And I guess to a certain extent, like, it could also be... the similar In a similar vein of how people get attached to things, objects, where they're like... I don't want to let this go because it's attached to... Sentimental. Senti- yeah, yeah, sentimental, which obviously I think a living creature probably has more value than a television or a camera does than... Yeah. Because like, if, if if you have an animal that you spend a lot of time with and um, it's dying or whatever, like you're going to pay money to try and save that For dog. sure. But like if a camera's broken and it's like beyond repair you're like i'll just buy a new one or yeah. whatever you know what i mean like it's very replaceable i think that's that's the difference though is like an animal isn't really replaceable. yeah and, and that specific one yeah. is not replaceable and i can understand that and that makes sense to me i guess i'm just going on the, the deeper level totally that's what I don't totally get. yeah and, and it's like to the point when they're thinking of their animals like literally as their like children a child yeah and like to the like <laughs> Not even just that, because I can kind of even get that. It's to the extent when they have them on, like, an equal pedestal. Like, this is my son, Bobby, and my dog, Richard, and they are the same level to me. To the I don't, I will never get that. That doesn't make sense. See, I think, not that I've ever seen that with somebody that has children and an animal, but, like, I think that people don't have children. I'm not a dad, so I can't talk on this. Yeah. But... I think that people that don't have children usually view their animals as their children mm-hmm. because they don't have children. And I think that's the same. But I think that's kind of where it leads into it. Yeah. Where if they have kids, then they might start thinking that same level. And that... I I don't know. I don't understand humans. We are a weird species. We sure are. <laughs> 
And we appreciate you guys for being a weird species with us. Yeah, and sticking around us to the end. fellow human beings. Yeah, we appreciate that. If you got to the end, let us know um, some of your thoughts on dogs and cats. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Maybe you're a horse person or a raccoon person. Sorry about the horse people. We totally roasted horses earlier. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but thank you guys again for watching or listening to this episode of the podcast. If you liked it, subscribe to the channel, um, hit the thumbs up and all that jazz. Check out our main channel, the Radcats without the word the, it's just Radcats. Um, as you guys know, we post videos there all the time about a multitude of different subjects. This episode that comes out on Friday, Skylar uploads a video the day after. Yeah. Spoil it for them, Sky. They it, deserve it. They made it to the end of the podcast. That's true. It's about the death of one of my favorite franchises. Oh, no. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Oh, no. It's I like mediocre it's bad things. Game. It's why fun do, in the arcades, okay? Why do, I, that. why do I always have to like bad things? My Apex characters are bad. My taste in video games is mostly bad. Your taste in anime and manga is bad. I'm one of a kind, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys again for watching. We hope you guys have enjoyed. And as always, keep it rad. Woo! <laughs>